eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, we go we do a podcast on a Wednesday. They call it Hump Day. Al Dukes, what is up? Oh, hi, Jerry. You thought it was Thursday earlier today. You said, everyone have a terrific Thursday. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I played golf with my dad yesterday, which I knew was Tuesday. It just, for whatever reason, had a Thursday feel to it. Strange. Eight, 18 holes of golf? We did, yes. Played very quickly, too, because while the course was crowded, they do not allow you to play with other people. So if your group is two, it that's it. You go out as a twosome. They're not putting strangers with you. Oh, I so, love that. Yeah, it was good because there was a group of four ahead of us, but they were really good golfers playing behind a group of three that were quicker than them. So they kept their pace up. And we actually, we did, I walked. So it took us a little longer because I wasn't in the cart. But we kept up with the guys in front of us three and a half hours in and out, nice and easy. You ever do a thing where you show up to a golf course and try to get in on another person's? Yeah, all the time. You have, right? I used to do that. I actually enjoyed that, playing by myself and joining a like a three uh, group of three golfers. <laughs> you almost said you I almost did. enjoyed joining a threesome, but I did not. Um, I used to enjoy that, or sometimes you'd have like you know there'd be two golfers playing, and it would be really cool if you would meet good people. Yes, there would be times you would meet a couple of just D-bags that wanted no part of you. Right. But for the most part, really good experiences with that. It's a different way to play because you're not competing with anybody. It's peaceful, and you just left alone. And if you went with only three people or two people, would you mind if you'd some, they threw somebody on to you? Same deal. If you get a good guy, then you don't mind at all. And you'll know by the, by the second hole if you're right. dealing with a jackass or if you're dealing with a good guy. And we've had it where you get guys that are really quiet, want to be left alone, all good, no problem. Then you get guys that don't want to shut up or they want to compete. And they it's just, you know. Now, normally, again, okay, let me ask you this. So yeah. you show up, you go to the golf course with three people. Mm-hmm. It's you and two people. I show up by myself. They put me in your foursome. Right. Am I playing 
Am I competing against you no. guys, or am I just playing myself? You're just playing yourself, but you have to <laughs> you have to play the proper way. Meaning, the guy who's furthest away from the hole, whether you're on the green or in the fairway, that's the guy that goes first. Okay. So what you don't want to do is we all hit. We're in the fairway. You come up and you're better than us, and you bomb the ball past us. What you don't want to do is just walk right by the ball and start playing your ball before we go. You still oh, okay. have. You got to play by the rules. Still play golf etiquette and by golf rules. That's all. Yeah, if you do that, everything's fine. One of the things you mentioned today during the program is uh, I think another major league baseball team was furloughing player. Um, the Angels, the, uh, office workers. Why, why did the Why do some teams wait so long? It actually feels like we're going to get baseball back. So why are they going to furlough people now? I don't know. It's weird, right? I think because there's still so much. Uh, here's what I think. A couple of things. Number one. There's so much uncertainty still, and nothing is signed. So you're still operating in a you know in an atmosphere where there's no baseball. So at what point are we running out of money? Not that they're out of money, but in terms of the budget. Number two, and the cynic in me says that this is a way the teams can show the players and the fans no baseball. These guys are getting laid off. Y'all, you're getting paid. Right. So you're good taking fifty-fifty. These poor people have no job. That's what I would think. All right. Uh, I'm not sure how this came up. Do you remember how this came up during the show? I think it had to do with the Michael Jordan uh, food poisoning pizza story you were okay. doing. And they were talking something about pepperoni. Yeah, absolutely. And how it, and then Gio said he's got pepperoni in the fridge that expires in the year 3000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it brought to mind to me certain foods that have expiration dates that are go so far into the future – or foods that don't need refrigeration. Yeah, disgusting. Like peanut butter does not need to be refrigerated. What are we eating? <laughs> the amount of preservatives that have to be in there that I could just put that on a shelf. Yeah. How about canned tuna fish? Canned tuna fish, right. Soup. Like what yeah. the hell are in these things that well, you I think- can buy? Oh, I don't know. I, th- I, I sort of understand, like, the tuna and the soup, because that isn't a sealed can. There's nothing getting to that. But it's just sitting there for years. Years. Like, you could, if you have, if you put together an emergency pantry, yeah. they talk about canned vegetables, canned goods, and soups. And ba- yeah. Okay, fine. So I'm going to do that now for what? When something happens in five years, I'm going to open that can of tuna, and it's going to taste probably the same. It's going to be delicious. So what is it? I don't know. I really think it has to do with the preservatives in a sealed aluminum can. Because those, all those items you mentioned are in sealed aluminum cans. That is very true. And then other things like, so like the peanut butter is not in a seal. Like once you open it, it's not sealed anymore. Right. You still close it up, but you're putting it away. Still I delicious like months later. Still delicious <laughs> month later. I, I recently, last couple months, I started drinking almond milk instead of regular milk. Okay. And one of the benefits that I find to that is that the almond milk lasts longer. It's not dairy. It doesn't mm-hmm. go sour. But it, when you buy it in the store, it might have an expiration date of August right now. But then it says once you open it, it's only good seven to it's only fresh seven to ten days. So again, once it's once the seal yes. has been broken, now it's. Time's up. Time's up. Seal is broke. Okay. Yeah, I get it. I mean, that's why, you know, I don't know how many documentaries you have seen on food. I know with all the trips I do for Rutgers, um, that has been something that I spend a lot of time watching. Yeah, the food. And most people, most of the 
you know, whole food people will tell you. The key to longer life and better health is eating fruits and vegetables that are organically grown, that there's no chemicals on them, there's no right. preservatives, you're not eating salt and chemicals, and that's why people are thinner and, you know, and it makes sense. Like, I don't need a doctor to tell me that. It makes sense just, just watching those documentaries, and I sit there and say, why don't we all do that? And then I'm the first one to say, I'm going to try it, and then three days later, Oh, look, there's Doritos. Right. What, why? They're delicious. Why am, yes, that's the problem. They are delicious. I like when those either documentaries or scientists have done this where they've taken a McDonald's hamburger. Oh, and they know. And then it, they just try to let it decay on its own, and it just doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and it still probably tastes awesome with the little <laughs> cut onions. Exactly. Oh, it would be delicious. I'd love to eat a McDonald's burger that's been sitting there for a number of years. I know. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. How about hot um, dogs? You could put hot dogs See, in the freezer for three years, thaw them out, put them on the grill. Fine. And that's the other thing. Hot dogs is one of those foods where it's like, right now as you as we speak, I'm like, I'm never eating another hot dog. You put one on the grill during a, a, a barbecue, I'm like, I'll have a hot dog. Give Al a Heineken and a hot dog on a nice summer Sunday. He's good to go. I went to my mother's for Mother's Day, social distancing Mother's Day, and uh, my mother made hot dogs. I had two of them. Did you really? Oh, yeah. He ate them right up, Jerry. And you feel all right? Felt Well, that was Mother's Day. I, I think I felt all right. Okay. What else did I write down? Oh, here's something I Googled during the show. I like to sometimes let you know things I've Googled. Yeah. And I know this is going to affect my Google searches from now on because everything you Google eventually affects your Google searches. Right. I Googled dogs that have nipples that haven't had puppies. That's what I Googled because uh, my dog... Let's fast forward to yeah. 10.01 tomorrow. Yeah. Stay classy. Dogs that have nipples that have not had babies. <laughs> well, because my dog has nipples, my greyhound. And there's no, she didn't have babies. She's been racing her whole life and just right. got out. Athlete dog. So I was like, okay, well. Maybe she'll hump you. <laughs> <laughs> she's been fixed. In fact, today we're going to the vet for the first time. we got to get her stitches oh, out. Exciting day. Yeah. Uh, and I also d- said, that, well, I wanted to know why my dog has nipples because I really had only seen nipples on dogs that had given birth. Okay. Um, so I Googled it and didn't really find a good answer. But uh, then I texted uh, one of the Greyhound, the people who run the Greyhound organization. I said, right. weird question. Why does my dog have nipples? She says, well, the, she did not have babies. She said they, they have very thin skin, so their nipples are very, very little fur on the bottom, so their nipples are more visible. Also, I think me being the scientist, I feel like because she wasn't spayed until she was four, that maybe she went through the womanly changes that a girl dog would go through that they don't go through if they're spayed at a younger age. Very possible. Look at you digging deep. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing with my time. Look at how your life has changed. Yeah. You're Googling dog nipples. Dog nipples. (laughs) And why do they have them? In a week, you're Googling dog nipples and you're living by the beach. Not bad. Not Very bad, life Jerry. Change. Yeah. I'm going to try to venture out today. I've not left her alone yet. Okay. Well, what do re- they think? They think she's all right by herself? I think so. She'll probably have some separation anxiety because now she likes me. Like she's she's linked into me. Like when Gina's here, if I go upstairs and the dog still doesn't go upstairs on her own, she will whine a little bit. And Really? Then, yeah, but then she... Gina says that when she realizes I'm not coming back down, she'll just go lay down. 
I think she'll be fine then when you go out. I also have found that she relaxes more where on, uh, you know how on cable TV they have those music channels? Sure. There's an adult alternative station. They play like Sheryl Crow. uh, Right. uh, That sort of thing. I put that on for her. And she seems to enjoy that. Like, I can go upstairs when I put the adult alternative on for her. Your new station is going to become 102.7. <laughs> yeah. She really enjoys it. Like, it mellows her out, I think. That's pretty good. That's cool. So, I do have to go to the supermarket today. So, my game plan was I was going to walk her for quite a while to tire her out. Okay. Come home, put on the adult alternative station, and let her mellow out here while I go to the store. I, I do like want to, I wish I had brought, it's still in my apartment, my, my webcam, my camera that I could right. watch her. Right. To see what she's up to. I got to tell you, have you, uh, there's a couple things here. Number one, remind me Ringo Starr before we finish. Ringo Starr. Write that down. Have you, I thought about this this morning. I was making okay. a cup of coffee at 4.30. Yeah. And I thought, boy, next week we're going to be on at 5. This is going to be yeah. before. I got to get up at 4 o'clock. Right. And I'm thinking... You know, what Al's doing right now with the dog is all well and good. He probably gets up. He's got lots of energy. It's 58 degrees outside. He's going to go take the dog for a walk. Have you even thought about what it's going to be like in January? I have because, yes. At 3 o'clock in the morning, down the shore, wind Uh off the water, and you got to take the dog out for a walk. And these dogs don't like the cold. So you think she'll go quickly? I hope so. I also, like, legitimately people have told me you've got to get a coat for the dog in the winter. Like the dog wants to wear a coat. Yeah. I've never seen that. Okay. A wind-resistant coat. Uh, Yesterday was very windy down the shore. No, it was still 58, 60 degrees. Playing golf, I almost blew away. I'm well aware. Right. So when we walked out in that wind, that is exactly when I thought, hmm, this this wind in January, 40 degrees colder. And how about this mix of mist and snow (laughs) (laughs) at 3 o'clock in the morning? I have thought about that. That's why I de- I dis- I'm doing it now to hopefully get her into some habits that by January uh, we go out, she pees. <laughs> you know you're going to have some days I know. where you're going to be out there like, let's go. <laughs> Another thing they said, these dogs don't want to go out in the rain. Okay. But they've got to pee. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And you're going to have many rainy days in this wonderful area we live in. I was just I wondering know. if you've contemplated that. Yeah, it I hit have- me this morning. Hit me last yesterday, last night when I took her out for the last time. I was like, huh. How many walks you take her for on a day? Like three? Uh, no, I, I do more just because I'm bored right now, and <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what her urination patterns are. All right. So I uh, take her out, let's see, one, two, three, four, probably five or six times, probably okay. six times throughout the Dude, day. I can't. I cannot wait for that blustery cold winter day. Five, your fifth time for the day. <laughs> well, I've been judging it also based on my uh, Apple Watch to see how many miles I'm going. Right. And I'm doing between four and five miles a day with her. Walking with her. Yeah. That's great. Good for you. That's terrific. So, yeah, I'm using the theory that uh, when you tire, because I've seen this on the Dog Whisper a lot, if you tire the dogs out, they're less destructive when you leave them home alone. I can imagine. They're exhausted. Yeah, they're You're going to be like that right. guy in Matawan we used to see every morning at 3.30. Oh. Remember after I <laughs> the guy you up by the, the bank? <laughs> That's going to be you. Yeah. People, people are going to say, well, there's the bald guy again with yeah. his dog. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, I plan on going maybe uh, at least a mile now okay. with her. Bring her back here. Adult alternative rock. Run to the store. 
I think that's perfect. That'll work out just fine. Uh, one thing on Ringo Starr. Ringo Starr, yeah. So I came across Access TV as I do every day. Yesterday, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I get that. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's awesome. It really is a great, great channel. And they had Ringo Starr, not his All Star Band. I don't know who was made up the band, but they had Ringo Starr live somewhere. Clearly, an older audience. And that's was fine. it an older show or a newer Ringo? It well, that, that I'm not sure of. It was not from 1988. I can tell you that. Okay. I just don't know if this was 2005 or 2018, but clearly the 2000s, just by looking at the way people were dressed, this was not that old. I got to tell you, this guy's energy, number one, was three, even if you say it was, let's say it was even 10 years ago, which I'm not even sure it was, 2009, 2010, whatever, is still 50 years after the Beatles basically formed in 1959, 1960. Right. He's running around that stage, hopping up and down, clapping, getting the crowd into it. He looks amazing. Voice is still good. And they did Yellow Submarine. It was unbelievable. It was good, right? It was tremendous. All the songs he was singing, I don't know. I was so impressed by him. And he's got to be in his 70s, clearly. I'm trying it to was, think, like, what are the other big Ringo songs? There was uh, Yellow Submarine. Um, Octopus's Garden. They he sang that too. Yes. Uh, Photograph. Great Photograph song. Photograph is what they end with. Photograph. That's a great song. No, uh, maybe they ended with, with Yellow Submarine. I don't remember. Photograph was in there though. Took me a minute to actually recognize it, but the Yellow Submarine got me because they had the sound effects too. Yeah. It was just done so well. And then when the when the band played, they had like this big twenty piece band. It sounded great. I'm like, this guy's unbelievable. Like, he could still sell out a building anywhere he goes. And the Ringo Starr All-Star Band is fun. I've never seen them, but I love the idea of it. So, like, he tours with Joe Walsh. Yes, uh, right. Clarence Clemens did it a couple years when he was still alive. And then, so each person does their own, sings their own songs. So it's just like a ton of hits from a bunch of different artists all singing but backed up by the same band. Which is tremendous. Yeah. And I've never seen it either, and I don't know why. And clearly not this year. So Yeah, whatever. not this year, Jerry. It was really Concerts good, though. I actually enjoyed it. I only saw 30 minutes of it. It was an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. I watched I saw the last 30 minutes. It was tremendous. And I but you will you. look for that again today. If you see it, you will stop on it. Yeah, because I'd like to see the beginning of it. All I right. think that would be would be kind of cool. Real quick, um, our challenge number four is out on social media. Oh. We we played horse. We spelled out W F A N. We didn't do F A N like Sal and uh, Evan. We did W F A N. You versus your children. Yes, and Izzo again did a outstanding job with oh. it. So that's out there on social media. I look for that. Um, please do give it a retweet and Absolutely. Uh, enjoy that. And happy birthday to your friend Chris Booker. I saw he was it was birthday. Oh, today. is that right? Uh, I saw that somewhere. Is it so. fifty for him or not or forty nine? Did you he tell say? me? I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not sure. So that was interesting, though. And I only thought of him because he was in the Axis show that I watched the other right. day, the top 10 hits of 69. Hey, good for you, Booker. Happy exactly. birthday. All right, Jerry, the warm-up program is next. I've got to go Google uh, dog nipples and see where we go from there. All right, dude. So. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Oh, but not for long. What's oh. up, Al Dukes? It's a Wednesday. How are you, sir? Oh, hi, Jerry. We'll be tied for the tied for the shortest show on WFAN starting Tuesday. I suppose. Because Mike does an hour. Now we'll do an hour. Yeah, and Rick Wolf. Rick Wolf does an hour. That's right. What if we did an hour five minutes, beat those guys? I say we start and do an hour and a minute. And a one hour, one minute. 
and then we'll be not even close to the shortest show on WFAN. <laughs> I think we uh, can still use the production, though, because it is still the shortest show. Well, I don't know. It sounds doesn't sound right anymore to me. I agree. This isn't 15 minutes. Let's rock. No, this is a real show now. David Letterman show, how long was that? Hour every day. This is be like how long the David Letterman show was when it was on. Johnny Carson, one hour show. That's all those guys did. Do we go home now at 6 a.m.? I'm confused by this, Jerry. Oh, no. I don't go home until noon. (laughs) Noon? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. Uh Jerry, uh, we've reached the end of all guests possible linked to The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, appearing on sports radio programs around the country. Has spoken or the pizza guy? Pizza guy. Right. The ex-Pizza Hut employee insists that he was the one who made Michael Jordan's pizza because he was the only Bulls fan in the place. Right. And that he was striving to be Pizza Hut manager and uh, like the guy who would run the entire Pizza Hut. I got to be honest with you. I yeah. cannot believe how much publicity this has gotten. I love that the guy. Who cares? Years later. You know this has not come up in years for this guy. And they're like, weren't you the guy who delivered the, did you poison Michael Jordan's pizza? He's claiming, Jerry, that there were, you know, lots of Utah jazz fans there, right? Mm-hmm. And that because they were jazz fans, he wanted to make the pizza to make sure nothing fugazi happened to Michael Jordan. First of all, Michael Jordan eating Pizza Hut pizza, 10 o'clock at night. Of totally, a game. totally uh, believable. What? Totally in, believable. In Utah. Totally believable. <laughs> See, that's where you guys are wrong. And by the way, pizza that, in Utah, oofa. Terrible. Stop. It's fine. It's Pizza Hut. It's frozen. It comes from the same place. That's true. It's the same Pizza Hut pizza you have here. I agree and the idea that. that these guys don't eat badly is yeah. completely false. They eat terribly. Fake they news. all do. Yeah. They all do. I love that he's slamming Pizza Hut in yeah. the midst of the playoffs. 100% believable. So this guy went on the sports radio out there in Utah, 1290. I didn't even know the AM band went that far. Evidently it does. Um, And he's claiming, Jerry, nope, clean pizza. Fake news said. He says, what else did Michael Jordan eat that night? Maybe he got sick there. Then he also blamed the- Maybe he had the flu. (laughs) Flu game. Maybe he actually had a stomach bug. Yeah. Like, that's why, to me, this whole thing, I couldn't believe I turned on the radio yesterday. I went and played golf yesterday with my dad. Oh. First time in, like, two years, I actually played. And Moose and Maggie were talking about this. I'm like, is this really a thing? But you know what? I guess with where we are right now, it's a thing. It's a thing. So, um, yeah, it's a thing, Jerry. Uh, MLBPA, that's the Players Association, yes? Major no, it's League Pennsylvania. No, it's Baseball. Pennsylvania. <laughs> I'm not even sure how many if they have a team out there. Well, they got yeah, they got the Pirates. Tony Clark, what? He's the uh, president Phillies. over there. Uh, yes, of the Tony MLB Clark. PA, yes, MLB PA, and Tony Clark discussed a 67-page proposal. Right, which we discussed on Friday. Yes, in a lengthy phone call, it says. I would what? say 67 pages. There's a lot to go over. What could possibly? You know, that could be knocked down to four pages. Um, I suppose the problem are the details with every topic. Oh like, they're not just going to write, you know, no ride sharing to and from a game. They've <laughs> got to break down exactly how you don't do that, what what uh, services you cannot use, oh how you get to the game, what you do when you get to the ballpark, how you're going to make sure your ride's ready, and it's a ride you know of. So I bet you every topic took a page. Could you imagine people nodding off in this I don't know if this was a Zoom meeting or a regular uh, I would conference think it was a Zoom call. Meeting. Oh I would my think it was gosh! A Zoom meeting. 
page 11 and you're like holy crap i got 56 pages to go yeah a long way to go unless he didn't tell them it was 67 pages (laughs) how much longer are we doing this for and they couldn't turn ahead because i immediately when i get a book or anything a a magazine article i'm going to read a book i will immediately go to the end to see what are we looking at here well, the book you can tell by the thickness of thickness, the book. The magazine sure. article, I'm with you, or a newspaper yeah. article. There's nothing worse than when someone sends you an article yeah. and you think it's going to be a nice read and it goes on and on and yes. on and on. It's like, I'm out. And anything sent to you like in a link, because the internet has decided we're no longer editing. We're just putting everything out there. Right. So if you get sent a, a, a link to a story from the internet, th- you are going to scroll forever. And that's when I go, you know, give me the first paragraph. Maybe paragraph two, three tops, but I'm not going into page 67 of Major League Baseball proposals. All right, let me ask you this because oh, so right. you put it on the show sheet. For I sure today. did. Did you read the DeAndre Baker story, or did you just read the first paragraph? Well, I About read. The, I read the not even the first paragraph, Jerry. I read the headline, and I just thought, <laughs> this is this guy's lawyer. He listen. The, the headline as I read it, and I did not read the article, so you'll have certainly more information than me. The way I read it was he was that DeAndre Baker was playing the Madden video game when all this was happening. Right, and here's the best part of it. So my thought is, you telling me this guy wasn't even there now? Right, exactly. How about the fact that he says... He brought the Madden game with him, with his controller, to the party, went no. inside the house of the party and hooked it up there. And all of this took place in another room oh. while he was playing Madden in a different room. Yeah. What? As soon as I saw that, I was like, this is this guy's lawyer just trying to... So he brought a gun and the Madden game to the party? Yeah, and the, and the judge said he can keep his gun. Now the attorney's going to hold it for him. Oh, the whole thing nice. makes no sense. No. He's either, this guy's either been totally railroaded or this attorney's really reaching reaching a grasping at straws. Cause I, think, I, I don't know, man. I think the attorney's reaching at straws, grasping maybe at straws. The thing, but the thing that would tell me that maybe they really didn't do anything wrong and they were just in the wrong place at the wrong time yeah. with a gun is the fact that the judge says he can keep his gun. So maybe they don't have any evidence. Maybe he didn't do anything. Maybe something happened and they were there and they were like, hey, these guys are rich. Blame them. I don't know. Maybe it's they, fake news sad. Who knows? It might be. They have no eyewitnesses anymore. I mean, my only thing I come back to is why did he call the Giants and apologize for what? Right. Now, right. I, I don't think, apologize for things I didn't do, Jerry. Unless you say they apologize for putting themselves in a bad situation. Okay, I guess. But we don't know what the hell happened. I mean, that's right. the problem with all this stuff. None of us know unless you were there. Right, like I apologize for the Giants being in the news for me with a gun. Right. My mistake. I, I, I apologize. apologize. That's right. Then say that. Right. You'd think a lot differently about it. I yeah, would. And the details. Of I'd be like, story. look, just weird. I was playing video games in another room. I have no idea what happened. I apologize for even being at a place where that went down, but I'm not involved. And right, you'll see. That's what I would have liked to have heard. Me too. So. What else do I want to do here, Jerry? I have a whole bunch of things. What is... Oh, Belmont Stakes, I saw. I'm very confused by this. I probably should be asking Moose or Monzo as they follow horse racing, but I'm going to hope you know what's going on. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) So I see, okay, the Belmont Stakes is running June 20th. Great. Understand there'll be no fans in the stands. I fully grasp that. It's going to be run at a shorter (laughs) distance (laughs) than normal. I don't what? understand. And here's the thing. I'm like, all right, wow. What are they going from, like, a mile and a half to, like, you know, half a mile? Like, is it going to be a sprint more so right. than a race? It goes from a mile and a half to a mile and an eighth. Well, what's the difference? <laughs> Let them run the normal race. 
as I was attempting to read this, and I had to go deep into the article to try to figure out what was going on, they made it seem like the length of the race is shorter because they will not have run the previous Triple Crown races prior to the Belmont. So the horses aren't prepared to run that far. That's kind of what I was getting out of it. Do they not train? Of course they do. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I read it too. I'm like, I like horse racing. That to me was goofy. Yeah. So that's a that's a weird one. And that to, that will be one that on TV will be fine, kind of like the car racing. It'll be a horse race. It'll be all good until the winner comes along, and then it's just empty. Like that, that NASCAR race on Sunday, was, I thought was totally fine for hours. It was no – you put it on, it felt like a normal race. But then when it ended, it was like, oh, this is weird. The horse race is going to be the same thing. It's going to be all good. They're going to have nice, tight shots on the horses. They'll get them in the gates. It'll look good. Everything will be fine. And then it will be over, and it's going to be like, quiet. Do you think the horses think this is practice when there's no people in the stands? I think they're animals. That's what I think. Hmm. I don't think they think anything. I think they're like, where's my next meal coming from? Because if I was the horse, I'd be like, I guess I'll try, but there's no one even watching this. (laughs) You're such an ass. (laughs) What am I doing here? (laughs) you would say that. What are we doing? <laughs> Stupid. More athletes in trouble, Jerry. Uh, ben Roethlisberger got a haircut. Yeah. And now his barber, Carlos Norman, is in trouble with the governor of... And Josh's cousin? Pennsylvania. <laughs> Different Norman, I believe. Oh, okay. So uh, the governor of Pennsylvania, not happy that, uh, that right. the barber, who should be closed, opened up specially for Ben Roethlisberger. The barber says he has a personal relationship with Big Ben and is allowed to give him a haircut. That he didn't open his barber shop, that there was no money exchanged for a haircut, and it's a friend cutting another friend's hair. I would say this, and I did not read the story. I did see the paragraph on it. Mm. Did he go to Ben's house to get no, the haircut? Because to me, that's not, not a, that's not bad. But if he went to I, the barbershop... I believe good. they went to the barbershop. Yeah, well, all right. His mistake, he apologized. He apologized. But he stays healthy. But that's probably good publicity for him now. Like, if I was in Pittsburgh, a huge Steeler fan, I'd want to go. And I actually had okay. hair. I'm I'd want to go I'm glad you brought there. that up. Because we talked about the gym guy last week. Yes. About calling attention to his place. And exactly what we thought would happen has happened. However, I did in think In New Jersey? This. Once everything comes back to normal, are people going to flood to his place? Flood? No. They're not going to flood. I don't think there'll be like a storm of people, a sea of people that are going to show up at this gym. I want a membership now because you stood up for our rights and stuff like that. Maybe. The hardcore people, like the people that are the types of people who are going there now, even though it's closed. Then you think he just did it to make sure he got on the CBS Evening News? I kind of feel like this guy did it because he was pissed off and he he legitimately didn't believe why why he had to be closed while he goes by 7-Eleven and it's packed with people. That's all well and good, and I don't necessarily blame him for that thinking. He is now facing fine after fine, though. Yeah, I don't know how you do that. But at some point, you're, you know... Uh, you're acting kind of irresponsibly, I would think, hmm. but whatever. I think we'd take a break. Do all we right. Any? I'll say, take that as a yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh. Uh, quick break, and then when we come back, a couple more stories in Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, not too much more time to go before Boomer and Geo join us. What else you got there, Al? Uh, last night or yesterday afternoon, Jerry, I actually got an email from Neil Best, who's the media reporter uh, from Newsday. Right. I did not get an email from Neil. Well, he got an email to confirm 
He uh, the email essentially said this can't be true, but I got an email that says you and Jerry are going to be doing an hour. Why can't it be true? I think he was questioning it. I do I four think he was hours questioning. when we're in geo or off. That's You're true. Talented. What's the problem? I think he was, boy, since he sent it to me, that's what the problem evidently <laughs> is. He thinks it is me, Jerry. And bad no. news for Aaron Judge's girlfriend, Samantha Braxiak. Yeah, this is not a good story. Busted for something called extreme DUI. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I've heard of DUI. I've Me never too. Heard of extreme DUI, although I know what it obviously means. It was this like a, I believe it's because she was like twice the legal limit. Oof. Now this happened back in February. I don't know why it's just coming out now. I thought she had done it during quarantine, but either way, not good. He's got to be like, come on. And at this point, he probably thought they were beyond it. It Beyond be. extreme DUIs? No. Anyone knowing or finding out or having to answer questions about it. And I guess he probably won't have to because by the time we talk to Aaron George, right. we're talking, probably still talking another month and it'll probably be you know, swept under the rug. But nothing that When you need to know when what's happening know, in New York Jerry. sports and all of sports, keep it here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 